Welcome! Welcome to chapter 118 of Reflections of a Fair Pigmented Chum. How are we all doing, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. If you're new, welcome aboard. Um, I've had an amazing week. This week has been unreal. The Comedy Festival in Melbourne just finished, and I am super grateful and super tired. Uh, I slept for 14 hours last night. I think that's a new record. I don't know if I, I've, I don't think I've ever slept for that long. I, I only woke up once as well. So I was, and I thought about it this morning. I was like, that's that's incredible because I don't think many people have done that. I mean, maybe there's a few dead shits who listen to this podcast who are like, man, I clocked in 16 every night this week. But I don't know, unless you're on, you know, some kind of like sedative. Is that what it's called? Sedative. That's it. Unless you're on some kind of like sleeping. Think that's that's hard to pull in a fourteen-hour snooze, but I managed to do it. Uh, that's what three weeks of performing and getting home at two a.m. will do to you. Um, and I started to think about. it. I was like, man, when does it become not asleep? And 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 like, yeah, when does it become not asleep? And then hibernation. Like, where's the part where it ticks over into? I'm no longer a human sleeping. To I'm a bear, and when I wake up. I want some fresh salmon or a hiker in my mouth. You know, when does when does that point? I think at eleven hours. Like this morning, I woke up and I was like, I did. Usually, I wake up and I'm like, hmm. This morning, I woke up, big old roar, because I was like, oh, I'm a bear now. I slept for fourteen hours. This is fucking hibernation at this point. I was in my bed. Think about that. You know, like you say, if you like go to bed at, like I, I went to bed at. 11, right? No, wait. I, no, I went to bed at... Yeah, I went to bed at 11 p.m. Where does it then become... So then I, And then I woke up at 1 p.m. The next... Sorry. Yeah, 11 p.m. That's crazy. I, I Usually, if you go to bed at a p.m., you wake up at an a.m. You know what I mean? Oh, I go to bed at 11 p.m., I, w- I woke up at 8 a.m. Or 9 a.m. Or 10 a.m. if you're feeling crazy. I went to bed in a p.m. and woke up in another PM. Half a day went by, and I was like, not today. And just slept up. That's so boss. That was such a cool thing to do. You know, do it once in a while, guys. Let yourself go. I was like, set an alarm. (laughs) Nah. 1 PM I woke up today, and now it's 5.40, and it feels like lunchtime. And I just skipped lunch. That was crazy. I woke up, and I, I turned to uh, to my girlfriend, right? And she was sleeping as well because we were both wrecked. And then she's like, oh, I should probably have some breakfast. And I was like, nah, it's 1 p.m. And she goes, all right, we'll have some brunch. And I was like, your ears painted on, mate. It's 1 p.m. We missed breakfast, brunch, and have almost skipped lunch. Like, if we don't hustle downstairs, we're going to miss lunch and we're going to have to start off with dinner or afternoon tea. We skipped two meal opportunities and almost the third one. That's crazy. That's a big snooze. So, yeah, you know, I had to come on this podcast right away flexing how how good my life is that I can sleep in sleep until 1pm on a Monday, but that is how good my life is. So, <laughs> I'm not going to deny it, you know. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you very much to uh, every single person who's come out to a show at the Comedy Festival and also earlier on my tour. Uh, it means the world. And for those who have already booked for the second half of the tour. That's the thing. I feel like I made a big deal. Like last Melbourne show, the tour is not done. We're only like halfway there. 
I still got to go to Sunshine Coast, Brisbane, um, Gold Coast. Hang on, I think I need a sneeze. Nope, false alarm. Um, <laughs> then we go to Hobart, Adelaide, uh, Albury, and Canberra. So, still a lot of dates to go, so get down to the tambourine tour. Um, Brisbane is looking fire. We're going to film a comedy special there. It is now turned into, like, what was originally filming the tambourine tour. Then I was like, oh, maybe I'll film the tambourine tour and then some extra material and it'll be like a sick show. Now I'm, bla- like, just filming a full-blown comedy special at my Brisbane show. And... It's going to be like a long-ass fucking show. Um, not all of it's probably going to make the cut for the special because I still want to do the tambourine tour for all you guys who come out to the show. So I'm still going to do the tambourine tour, but I'm probably just going to put in a few old bits in between, like the, the new material. So you're not going to miss any of the new show. I'm just going to do like an hour 40. And even if you're in the Sunshine Coast show before that, I'm probably going to do the comedy special the night before anyway to practice it. So yeah, there's going to be a few banger shows coming out. And you know what? I've never been to Aubrey and stuff before, so I'll probably just do like the whole thing there as well. So I'm gonna pretty much going to be doing like an hour and a half every single show if I can, if the room lets me, um, for every single show of the tour. So um, yeah, if you guys want to come out, that'd be uh, the rest of the tour is just going to be unreal, and I'm super excited. So um, yeah, it's probably I, I think I'm in like the best form I've ever been in. Um, stand-up wise, so if you've never seen me before, would love for you to come out and uh, see this year. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming to Melbourne. And I, I, I was going to come on the podcast today and be like, oh, I've got the best fans, blah blah blah. But you know what? It's more than that. I don't even like to use the word fans. It's lame. It's like, ah, oh, really? Like your fans are you? You know, Justin Bieber has fans. Justin, like One Direction has fans. Like they're, they're like, oh my god, and they bring posters. Like that's a fan. Alright, you can just enjoy something, pay money to go see it, and be like, I guess you're a fan, but like, you're not like a, you're not a fan. So, I, I, I don't know, I just think, you, you know what, you know what I realised? I was thinking about it. What I've attracted is, and what I love about it is, I feel like, I just, man, you guys, if you listen to this, you fucking get it. You get it. You, like, I, I meet all you guys after the shows, I'm like, oh, these people get it. You know. You know. And you know, you just get it. They're, they're a bunch of people who don't take themselves too seriously. They fucking get it. You're like, like yeah, I get you, kid. And you're not, you're not that much of an asshole. You know, you're, you're a bloody good bloke, Luke. But hey, good on you, mate. You guys get it. And I love it. I've attracted, a, like, my favorite audience. Like, in the past, uh, the, it's been, like, 75% of people get it. But there's always been, like, 25% of the people who come to the shows and because they've seen me from, like, a You Don't Know Me video or something like that. And they're like... I didn't get why you just did an hour of stand-up, but okay. Like, there's some people who just never got it in the past. And I'm like, dude, I'm... I'm Look, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not wearing the glasses, man. Alright? But this year, everyone who comes to the show... You guys just get it. And I appreciate it. So, thank you very much for coming out. It's been the most fun I've ever had. Um, the last three weeks at the festival was the most successful run I've ever had by far. I almost sold twice as many tickets as last year, which is unbelievable and I never thought that was possible at the start of the year so yeah it means the world uh, so thank you very much if you came and you bought your friends and stuff that's the coolest shit that's what I love about you guys is like I'll perform to like huge crowds every night and I'm like man like how am I pulling so many people this is crazy and then um, afterwards I like I meet all you guys and it's like two of you guys are like listen to this podcast and you guys have just bought all your friends 
which is super cool. And what I love is the friends enjoy it as well. So that's awesome. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're building this from the ground up and it's cool to see you guys coming out and supporting what I do. I got another really cool gift this week. I do apologize uh, to the girl who gave it to me. I have forgotten your name, but she was lovely. And she gave me this framed memoirs of a white guy uh, like picture. But what's interesting about it is it really faintly, I'll hold up to the camera now for those watching, it has every single introduction that I've ever said on the podcast, all 117 up until last week. So the last one is Mischievous Tales of a Caucasian Chump, which I think I said last week. And I'm going through reading some of them, and I can't believe you guys put up with this shit. One of them I said on about, what, chapter 30 or something, anecdotal narratives of a pigmented fellow... Oh, no, that's fine. Historical accounts of a pale Western human that produces spermatosin, which, uh, which females may be fertilized to inseminate or to produce offspring or something like that. I can't really read it probably because it's my head, but man. And it's even funny. She, uh, she's written down some of the ones. So like, this must be like in the seventies or eighties. It's about halfway through. She's also written when I've ever, like when I've had a hella voice crack. One she's written in brackets, uh, memoirs of a chalky chump and my voice must've cracked. And so she's written in hella voice crack. Uh, it's, so it's great. It's a very cool gift. Uh, that would have taken a lot of effort. So thank you very much. Uh, and that's going to be in the podcast background from now on. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things I've ever got given after a show. So you know what? The tambo's getting moved over. This is going there. And um, that's going to be in the background from now on. Let's do it. We're adding to it. This is crazy. So yeah, thank you very much for that gift. I do like that one. It was uh, one of the coolest ones I got given this week. So... Where do I begin? So obviously, I've already talked about that I've been tired this week, which led to a pretty low point in my life about 48 hours ago. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I almost fell asleep in a subway. Now, you'll only hear that on this podcast. Memoirs of a White Guy is the only podcast in Australia that's, that's, even, that, that's bragging about that. Look, it's not really a brag, but it's, it is a low point, but... Man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not the type of person, again, I'm pretty honest, I'm not the type of person to cover up my flaws. If you almost fall asleep in a subway while you're ordering, so here's how it happened. I'm going through a subway late at night, as I do. Because this week, by the way, I've only eaten pretty much Nando's and Subway almost every night. And, I, and then I had this really spicy chicken, and I'm an idiot. I do this every time, and I think I've told a similar story. I did it last year during the comedy festival. It's before a show, you have about an hour to eat, and I went, okay, what is there in the immediate street that we're on? I've had Nando's four times this week, and Subway three times. I need to mix it the fuck up. So, there was a Japanese place called Shanghai Master Dumpling, or maybe, wait, we're Shanghai in Japan? I'm an idiot, it's probably in China. Dude, I'm stupid. I'm going to duck, duck, go this. Um, Hang on. I can't believe I have to do this. I did year 12 geography. Shanghai. Just, how do I spell it? Dude, I did year 12 geography. If my geography teacher saw me duck, duck going, 
Great, it's in China. I'm next level dumb. And I'm glad I checked it, because I would have got 50 messages going, Oh, you dickhead, Shanghai Master Dumpling is a Chinese restaurant. I don't know that shit, alright? I see, I see writing that I don't understand, I see a dumpling on a wall, and I'm like, nah, it's Asian food. You know what I mean? It's not Vietnamese, or it's not Indian, but that's not, they're not Asian, whatever. I'm just like, ah, it's different to Subway. <laughs> So I was like, alright, let's give this a go. So I'm looking at the menu at the front, and you know how like they kind of always want to hustle you into their shop? Me and my girlfriend Meg, we're, we're looking at the menu, and I'm standing there, I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm probably going to get the uh, crispy chicken. And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And then they had spicy crispy chicken. I don't like spicy food. Why? Because I'm a fair pigmented gentleman, and it doesn't agree with me or my taste buds. My, my mouth rejects anything below anything above a lemon and herb sauce at Nando's. I won't even go mild <laughs> because it's a lie. It always is. And I got absolutely schooled once again. It's particularly when you go to any sort of Asian restaurant. The guy came out and this bloke lied to my goddamn face. He was like, hey, are you guys right? I'm like, yeah, we're just looking. And he goes, all right, what can I get you? And he's kind of trying to hustle us in. I'm like, dude, we're going to eat here just Give me like three minutes and I'll, I'll work out what my little, what will satisfy and tingle my, my, my little white boy taste buds. What's going to really satisfy this Caucasian palate? Alright, so I was like, give me a, give me a second. You've you got a lot of interesting stuff on here. I'm not, not going to go for the Peking duck. More looking at the noodle section right now or, or some rice. Um, and he kept hustling us and I, so I, I get really under pressure and I don't have the balls to tell people no twice. So he kept going, so what do you want? And I panicked and I said, oh, can I just get the spicy crispy chicken? And then I, and he goes, yeah, yeah, that's no worries. And then I was like, no, 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 that's a bad decision. I go, wait, how spicy is it? And he goes, we can do it mild if you want, so it's not going to be that spicy at all. And I went, okay, that'd be great, thank you. And Meg goes, yep, I'll have that too. <clears throat> so we go in, pay, wait 15 minutes, get the thing. As soon as he gave it to me, I, th this is before I'd even smelt it. I'm like, oh, is there any cutlery in the bag? Because we're getting takeaway, taking back to the venue. And he goes, yeah, yeah, mate, cutlery's in the bag. So we walked out, get halfway back to the venue. He's included two pairs of chopsticks. Hey, mate, does it look like I can use fucking chopsticks? I spent 15 minutes in your restaurant very loudly and ignorantly talking about Bachelor in Paradise and the first episode, and all the drama that happened, and Richie coming in, alright, and all the drama between Kat and some of the girls from the past season, do you think the kind of guy who's gloating to other people in the bar about how much they know about The Bachelor, do you think that guy also knows how to use chopsticks? Absolutely fucking not. I've never been trained, I never took my, like, I've never read... Oh, chopsticks for dummies, or I, ne I never took a class in high school like chopsticks 101. No, I, I took fork 101 from my parents when I was three, and I fucking nailed it, man. Your scoop, it's got three prongs. It's a fucking, it's the trident of the food world, and it works every time. I've never fucked up a fork. I've never been like, oh man, this fork's so difficult and, and, and efficient. It's, it's, the fork is a genius thing. And you know what else? You know what else fucking helps with a bit of rice? Bit of a spoon. Let me cup that shit. Let me get under it. You know, give me... Look, fork, anything. You know what I bloody love? I bloody love for a, any type of Asian food. Dude, if I'm having rice 
and they give me a plastic spork, it's the best of both worlds. It's the Hannah Montana of cutlery. I tell you that much, man. And then he goes, yep. He goes, yeah, yeah, cutlery's in there. So I look in, two chopsticks. So I'm like, well, do I go back? And Meg's like, no, we can't go back now. We're going to be backstage at your show. The door's going to open soon, but you're going to have to eat with chopsticks. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to finish it with chopsticks because it takes me four times as long. Then it's going to get cold. Now, remember back to the start of the story when I ordered a mild spice. I'm thinking, great, I'm going to eat this mild spicy curry with my chopsticks. And we only had half a bottle of water with us backstage at the time. So put it out. As soon as I opened the plastic lid of the takeaway food, I was thinking, uh-oh, I can see the chili and I can smell the heat. You know when you can smell chili and you, you like it, it enters the whole room, it takes over the entire space you're in? It doesn't even matter if you're in like an like a big aeroplane hangar. And if you put out a takeaway like curry or anything that was spicy, it would just fill the entire area with a smell of whoo. Hope you got water. You know, Isaac, Lachlan and stuff, they all walked into the room and they went, Ooh, that smells hot. And I went, yeah, apparently it's mild. Hadn't had it yet. So I bust open my chopsticks and I fumble around with them for about three minutes. I finally take my first scoop, put the mouth in. Tears. Tears down my face. Already I'm sweating because I know what's to come. And I know that every single time I do this, I regret it. I think to myself... No, why would this person lie to me? There's no reason for this guy to lie to me. He said it will be a mild curry, and I quote, sorry, mild chili, and I quote, not hot. What I've now realized is, there's no such fucking thing as mild. They tell you that to get your 24 bucks, and then they give you the change, they bloody having a good laugh on the way out when they don't put in a fork, then they fuck you off with a couple of chopsticks and a spicy curry, and they think to themselves, like, this will be good. Uh, I, you know what? I know that they were laughing. I know that the chef has gone, like, I bet she's gone, oh, can you make it mild? And the chef's gone, are they white? And they both went, <laughs> yeah, they are. They both are. And they were talking about The Bachelor, and it was probably like, fuck him, and he put in extra chilli. And it was so hot. We went through half a bottle of water in about three bites. I'm sweating. I have to go on stage in about half an hour, right? I'm just like, I'm a mess. Like, there's a bunch of people backstage because like, then a few of Lachlan's friends came and I, I had to be, you know, I had to like introduce myself and I couldn't speak and I kept on coughing. I was so hot that I was like heaving up and I looked like an asthmatic and it was the first time I'd met. There was a bunch of people backstage who were like hanging out and I was like, ah, it's lovely to meet you all. <sighs> And I'm just like dying while also trying to eat with chopsticks. And man, it was like, I should have recorded the podcast. We should record like a spice episode where like one one podcast, I just do a bunch of spicy food and have to record a podcast. Oh man, maybe we should do that. This, like, like episode 150 needs to be, or maybe even episode 120 in two weeks. Just like the spicy boy challenge. And I just get a couple of other white boys with me and we just eat spicy food. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was it was so rough, guys. So that was... Anyway, so uh, this story started with me falling asleep in Subway. So, yeah, 
I eaten Subway a lot this week, was what I was saying. But anyway, I mixed it up once and I regret it. So then, the next night, after this spicy incident happened, I went, I'm not playing games tonight. I know what I need to do. I need to go back to what I know. It's safe. I feel comfortable there. I have my order. So I went in, ordered the usual. Now, if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you know it already. And I'm not, a fr- I'm not ashamed anymore. Okay? I own it. It's a foot-long white bread. But Luke, why don't you do a tone teas and herbs? I tried it this week, and it's probably better, but I don't care. I get white bread because I'm proud of my heritage, alright? <laughs> I'm proud of being brought up on fairy bread, alright? Lamingtons and Rissiles and Three Veg. That's what I know, so I'm getting my white bread in Subway. So I get my white bread, my chicken fillet, lettuce, tomato, and mayo with mozzarella melted on. Not even cheddar. I've actually downgraded my cheese to something even more basic. So I went in. I had it in my head. I'm like, got to order the same thing. And I'm so tired by this point. I have one more show Saturday night. I am wrecked. Like, I've, I've just... This week, I went so hard, like, not not like going out or anything, just like, I don't know, just trying to do content, and then I was doing podcasts and stuff during the day, and it was, it was a lot of, like, 14-hour days, and including the show, and then by the time you do the meet and greet, you're like, I'm exhausted at the end. So I quickly go, I go there after my show, and I start leaning, I start doing these ones, I'm like, one arm leaning on the glass thing, he's like, oh, what bread do you want? I'm like, just white bread, thanks. He's like, yeah, yeah, mate. And he's like, so do you want that toasted? I'm like, yeah, toasted would be great. And I, and then I feel myself going, and I wake myself up. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like, yeah, just chicken fillet, mozzarella. And then this is this is why I would have been fine. If he'd just kind of gone, yeah, toasted quickly, what, salads, boom. I would have been out of there, and I probably would have only fell asleep on the train. But I fucked up. Well, that they fucked up. The toaster wasn't working, so the guy goes, oh, it'll just be a minute. I'm just going to, like, reheat up this toaster or something. So I start going, okay, that's fine. So I start putting my like my hand in my head, and I start nodding off. And then, I don't know how long passed, all I hear is, bro, bro. And I'm like, uh-huh, what, bro? He's like, bro, and I'm like, oh. and I was like, and I'm just standing there, and I realized that I fell asleep. I don't know if I did. I, I shoot my devil, because I wasn't, I don't know how long passed. It could have been 30 seconds. It could have been five minutes. I'm just standing there, and all of a sudden, there's like three more people behind me in the line. They're waiting. They finally fixed the toaster, and I'm like, oh, yeah, just lettuce and tomato, and, and, and he's like, is that it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's it, and he goes, that's it, bro, and I'm like, yeah, and the guy went, <laughs> to himself, he went, <laughs> did this little creepy laugh at the end, he went, <laughs> I don't appreciate that, do I look like I'm in the fucking mood for your judgment. It's racist. He wasn't white, alright? He wasn't white. He was Indian. Imagine if he ordered what he likes. He orders his bloody curry or whatever, and he's like, oh, can I get that extra spicy? And I'm like, you know, because that's what he likes, right? I don't know. I'm stereotyping, but so is he. Fuck him. So, he's, imagine if he came in, right? I'm in my bloody sandwich, and he's like, oh, can I get my bloody curry? And he orders the most Indian shit ever, and then goes, <laughs> And I, imagine if I did that. Imagine if I just went <laughs> to his face. 
Everyone would have been like, you fucking racist. Let that bloke order his curry. I, I do it. I order the whitest shit on earth, and it's like, oh, can't, you know, it can make bloody fun of white people. You can, because we deserve it. But, God, I wasn't in the mood, all right? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be judged for my basicness today. Just one day off would be great. One day of someone going, oh, I get it. I'm simple, and that's me. But I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate this. <laughs> no one appreciates that. And I, I've, I've just fallen asleep in your shop. I've clearly had a big day. The last thing I want after being woken up in a subway, which is already the lowest point in my entire life, falling asleep in a fucking subway at like twelve thirty a.m. Then being laughed at for my order. Then he goes, what sauces do you want? And I go, mayo. And he just smirked as he put on the mayo. He's, he's like squeezing it on, but he's like giggling to himself. Like this, this fucking guy and his, his basic ass sandwich. You could have made this at home. I know that shit, but I... Oh, whatever. Anyway, so I've had too much fucking Nando suit. Too much Subway this week. I feel like I'm a quarter of a chicken at this point. I feel like... like you know, you know what it is. You know how like much Nando's I've been having. I burped the other day, and I I hadn't had Nando's in two days, and I burped like a peri peri chip burp. I was like, Ugh. and I tasted it, and I was like, oh, you piece of shit. Have a piece of fruit, you asshole. I just hated myself. It was such a, it was ah, oh, it was it was like self harm. I just burped. A, if you've ever burped a, a peri peri chip flavor in your mouth 48 hours after you've had one you you know you need to ease the fuck up on a cheeky nando's but um anyway that's been me guys that's been my week and i'm not ashamed of it i just i don't know i'm a tired boy so now that's what i'm gonna blame tiredness on the fact that i didn't know uh where shanghai was um oh this is a banger okay John's aviation fact. What an absolute pearl this was to find out. Last night at my show, uh, meeting great, meeting you all, so good. There's this bloke, John, who comes every single year. Now, you're probably thinking, ah, some bloke named John, what? Does he bring his kids to the show? Is he 40, 47, maybe even 60? Does he have a beard? Does he have a Cooper's Pale Ale while watching your comedy, Luke, with his grandson, bloody John? Uh Uh-uh. John is 15 years old and he came to my show last year was the first time we met he was 14 then and he is the most mature 15 year old kid I've ever, no I don't want to call him a kid he is a man he is a 15 year old man and last year there's a reason why I remembered him this year it was when last year he was wearing this little button up shirt I still have the, the photo still my tagged photo somewhere on Instagram he's wearing this like button-up shirt, and the kid's about, well, sorry, the man, the, the, the 14-year-old man kid, is about up to my waist. He's, he's not a, he's quite small, right, but he's the nicest dude, and he came to my show this year with his sister again, and he's like, look, I made a lot of young people come to my shows. Often, like, 15-year-old kids will come, and, they, you know, they, they, they give you the bloody wet fish handshake, where they're like, you know, they're sweating, and they're like, they're like, oh, nice to meet you, and they're shaking while they take the photo. That's fine, but you know, that's what being 15 is. Being 15 is like, oh, you know, these are my new jeans, but my mum still shops for my T-shirts, and that's cool. This kid has, like, a level of swagger and confidence about him that blows my mind 
every year and it stands out because he goes up to you I'm like hey man you're back thanks so much for coming back because I recognized him I was like what was your name again man he goes John and he just clapped my hand and shook it like a fucking man and I was like whoa I was taken back and I shook his sister's hand I was like man hope you enjoyed it and his feedback was so much of a like a higher it was so much of a higher level than any other fan like, usually, like, if a 15, 16-year-old person comes, like, bro, that show was sick, or whatever. And that's great. I love that. But he was like, mate, I really enjoyed your show. It was very well written. Uh, I thought it was a lot better than last year. You've improved your stage, your charisma. And I was like, this 15-year-old kid gave me, like, a more accurate and intelligent review than that bitch from the age. All right? This kid should be, buddy, a journalist. Not some, oh, front friend, buddy. Hey, he talked about living people, living, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I was stoked to meet this kid again. Then he uh, starts telling me, he, he drops an aviation fact on me while we're taking a photo. I have this bit of my show about a plane, and he like corrected something about that. I was like, how do you know that? Do you know a lot about aviation? And he goes, yeah, I'm actually studying to be a pilot. And I was like, you're 15. How are you studying? What are you talking about? I'm like, you should be, you should be learning algebra, and like how, you should be learning where Shanghai is. So you don't end up like a fucking idiot like me with a podcast one day and going, Oh, I had a bloody Japanese restaurant called Shanghai Master Dumpling. That's what you should be learning in school, paying more attention. But he's learning to be a pilot because he already knows that shit. And I was like, sorry, how come you're learning to be a pilot? I'm like, what, you're going to, as in you're planning on it so when you turn 18 you can fly a plane? And he goes, no, no, no. You're allowed to fly a plane when you're 15. I went, What? He says, yeah, yeah, like small plane, stuff like that. You're allowed to get your aviation license when you're 15 years old. And I went, so you're, you're allowed to fly a fucking plane when you're 15, but you're not allowed to drive a car or have a beer. But you can just go, see you later, bitches, and go, and just fly like a bird. You can be in the sky with a, What? Dude, I don't even think you're allowed to ride a jet ski when you're 15. Like, I, like, I'm pretty sure when you go to golf clubs, you're not allowed to hire a golf buggy when you're 15 by yourself. Yet this kid, you can just be, yet you're allowed to fly a fucking helicopter? Are you kidding me? How, how are we not talking about this? Why is no one else talking about this? I don't know if you guys know, know that or not. Maybe some people already knew that, and that blows my fucking mind. I just assume you had to be at least like 17 or 18 to, to even begin learning how to fly a plane. Even if you have to fly a plane with someone else in it. Like, even if it's like, oh, no, but I fly it with an adult. That's crazy shit that you can just be 15 years old. Your name can be John. You know, that's probably why. Maybe only... You're probably only allowed to fly a plane if your name is like John... Or like, you know, just like a, a, a mature name. I couldn't believe this kid. So that 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 fact just blew my mind this week. So uh, yeah, if you're 15 out there and you want to, buddy, get up in the clouds, you can. And that's crazy. I don't know what you have to do to get there. I hope it's more than the learner's test when you're driving. It's so easy to get your learners. You do that hazards test. It's like, you, you, I don't know what it is in the other states, but in Victoria, you got to do the hazards test where you just, it's like a 90s computer generated program where you just click through like 
Should I turn out in front of the bus and kill everyone in the car, or should I not? And you tick no, and it goes, well done, here's your L plates, and then you can just drive. That's crazy, there should be more of a test. You should have to do like, a, you should have to go to a place, like a closed circuit, and be like, can I at least steer the car, blah blah blah, before I, because technically, it, no one ever does it, but technically you can get your L's the day you turn 16 and drive 100 kilometers down a freeway. You technically can do that. It's be unwise, but you can literally go from a never driven a car before to flooring it down a fucking highway, and it's perfectly legal. And now, the year before that, you can also pl- fly a plane. That's insane. So, yeah, thank you for that. Ripper Aviation Fact John You've blown my mind And good luck to you Hope you get your aviation license And um Yeah it's awesome to meet you guys After the show It's cool uh, Getting to chat to you guys About all the different stuff I always get updates On what you guys are up to Which is cool Um Actually which is a good Good segue into One of the knocks this week Well I'll read this one Um From a bloke named Spencer Uh He came, he came to my Sydney show He also came to my first show Last year Got a, got a very cool text, which I was very excited to hear. He said, um, Hey Luke, my name's Spencer. I just wanted to thank you. A couple of years ago at your You Don't Own Me show, you pushed me out of my comfort zone. Uh, this is my first show in Sydney, and I remember this. You pushed me out of my comfort zone and made me tell my best joke at the time. So at the time, he came up to me in the meet and greet, and he was like, Man, I want to try comedy. Do you have any advice? So I was like, Yeah, if you want to stick around... Till the end of the meet and greet, I'd, I'd love to have a chat with you about it because it's, I, you know, I, I love doing comedy and of course, man. So he waited around for about 20 minutes, half an hour uh, for the meet and greet to finish. And after that, there was a few of us left. It was like, you know, the sound people and a, a couple of other fans had stuck around for a chat and stuff. And we're all packing up the venue. And so there's only about six or seven of us there. And he was like, oh, I want to do my best joke, but he's like, oh, I don't even know if I can do it. Like, I'm like, well, tell, I'm like, what's the joke? And he goes, nah, I don't want to tell you. And I was like, dude, there's a stage here. There's seven of us here. This is more crowds than most open mics. Let's fucking, let's do a gig. I was like, so we all sat in the seats. I was in the front row. Like, there was like six other people. And then Spencer got up there on the stage that I just performed on in my first show. And uh, I, like, just got him to tell a joke. And I announced the moment, like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to stage, Spencer. And then, like, it was, like, six of us there still. And he performed. And, um, all right, so he said, you made me tell my best joke at the time. Fast forward to the 14th of April. Oh, wait. Fast forward to the 14th of April, where I will be doing, uh, performing and emceeing in front of 210 people. Uh, I just wanted to say... Thank you and encourage anybody... Thank you for encouraging me and anybody else out there chasing a dream. It's awesome uh, to go out and do it. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad. Because, dude, I remember it was a good joke. I forget what you said, but I remember being thoroughly impressed. And um, three years later, he came to my Sydney show this year and I chatted to Spencer. And, um, yeah, he's still doing stand-up occasionally, which is cool. And, uh, man, 210 people is huge. That's awesome. So, um... Hope it went well, man. It's currently the 15th of April, so he must have sent that during the week. But, uh, yeah, I hope it went well, man. That's cool. So, guys, um, following your fucking dreams. Um, and also, don't fall asleep in a subway if you take anything away from this podcast. But, um, yeah, that was cool. What else do I want to talk about this week? Oh, sick of being late, guys. 
absolutely sick of being late. Punctuality has become a problem in my life and I need to address it. Look, it's been a problem for years and I've been living in denial. I'm like an alcoholic, but not with alcohol, just with being late all the time. It's my addiction. I don't know if it's like an addiction or if it's like a thing that's spiraled out of control. Here's what I think the main factors are. I've boiled it down to the fact that I don't respect traffic. I don't, I don't, I don't allow time for other human beings in the world. I clearly, when I plan to go somewhere, I live a very self-centered lifestyle where I'm like, I know how far it is from A to B, and at midnight it takes me 35 minutes to get there when there's no traffic and I'm the only person driving the road. So during the day, it might only take me 40 minutes. And then it takes me like an hour and 10 minutes with bad traffic to get there. I'm constantly running late to shit. And it only occurred to me when I rocked up to a show this week and my mate was there and so, and he just went, man, why are you always fucking rocking up to places sweaty? Because it's because I run everywhere. It's because I park my car and then I'm the guy who's always sprinting through the city. I did two or three gigs opening for the Fairbarn Boys during the festival where I spent the entire set just talking about how puffed I was because I had ran from Chinatown to get there. I ran one night, I ran 1.7 kilometers with a backpack on and a camera bag. And while I was running, I was running through Chinatown and I was pushing through people kind of like going, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, 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 but I'm running full pelt down the street. And someone just goes, Oi, are you that bloke from YouTube? And I just didn't turn around. It was so rude, but I was like, nah, he didn't say I liked my shit. He didn't say I was a fan. He just said, are you that bloke from YouTube? And all he's seen is me running with this big backpack. I look like a fucking speedy turtle. I'm running down the street with a big old backpack hunched over, holding my camera gear. I'm like, excuse me, sorry, sorry. And that's my life now. That's that's what I do, apparently. So, I'm going to try and make a change in the next three weeks. I need to allow more time for shit. Allow more time for commuting. Because it's becoming disrespectful. People expect it now. Like, you know, bloody meetings at the radio station. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm the constantly the guy who has to text, like, sorry, just finding a park. But I'm not. I'm fucking 20 minutes away. I'm still driving now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'll, I'll be, like, on the train and it's still, and I'm like, oh, just, just, uh, just getting off the train now, and I'm four stops away. That's my life. It's just lying to people, then going, oh yeah, I got lost on the way. Blah blah. I didn't get fucking lost. I'm not that much of an idiot. All right. I didn't get lost. I just didn't allow enough time because I left late because I was at home, bloody like watching fail videos on the internet or something like that. I need to get take control of my life, guys. I'm sick of rocking up to places sweaty. I'm sick of running through the city. I'm sick of people recognizing me as like, oh, that guy's always puffed. People like, you know, sometimes people might be like, oh, I recognize you from the YouTube or the, the comedy or whatever. People are going to start being like, oh, that's the, oh. Like, you know how like you recognize buskers sometimes? You're like, oh, that's the busker who's always on that street corner. Yeah, I like that guy. I'm going to be, I know I'm about, three sprints down Swanson Street away from going, oh, that's the guy who just runs down Swanson Street in a manic hurry. He's really sweaty. I know for a fact people are going to be like, oh, sweaty guy's back. Oh, old mate Turtleback with his huge backpack bolting down the street late for another appointment. 
people are going to start recognising me as being the unpunctual guy. That's not a thing you want in your life. So I'm going to make more of an effort this uh, this week to be on bloody time for once. God damn. Um, and yeah, I, look, I probably should have looked up an article or something. I don't really, like, it was just such a... I have another knock, actually. Probably should have got up a news article or something. How long have we been going for? 40 minutes. Yeah, look, I just, like, had a busy week. I just, just was eating Nando's all week and being late for shit. So I just... I, don't, I can't even think of what, what any good things I have to talk about. Um, I think I've got one more knock I haven't read. Um, oh, it's just the same question. Can you guys stop asking me this question? Like, I appreciate it, but another one saying, Hey, Luke, just wanted to get some advice on where to start comedy. Um, it's really cool that uh, you want to do it, but um, and it's cool that uh, like you guys see what I'm doing and it looks interesting or cool, so that, uh, that means a lot. But... um. Yeah, I answered, I answered that last week like, a couple of times. So if you want to know where to start, go listen to last week's podcast, man. And um, that would be cool. I answered it there. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to talk about, guys. Um, I think that is just about it for me. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Bit of a shorter one this week. Oh, no, I need to talk about the Mount Tambourine uh, thing. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to um, Tambourine... Um, mountain, it's called Mount Tambourine, just the side of the Gold Coast. I was weighing up whether to do a live podcast. I got a lot of people saying they would be interested to come and do a live podcast, and a lot of people saying like, "Oh, when are you doing it?" I would fly from interstate, which is very cool and very um humbling. But uh, I don't know how it's going to work with getting. I think it's like a national park. I don't think you just bring in a PA system and invite. Like, I don't even know how many people would rock up. That's the thing. I don't want, like, a hundred people to show up, and then, like, I don't have a PA, so you guys can't hear me do the podcast. What I think I'm going to do, and I think I was thinking about it, I think it's a thing that uh, I might do the first uh, podcast uh, with maybe Meg or something. Like, I've never had uh, my girlfriend on the podcast before, um, so... I might do that, and maybe the first podcast we can have is just us two on a nice lookout up a tambourine mountain, hanging out with the tambo. I think we might do that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's a thing where, like, if I invite... I, can't, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable inviting... I've never even been there. I don't feel comfortable inviting, like, an, an unlimited amount of people. I don't know how many... It could be 30 people. It could be 100. I don't know how many people would rock up. And I just feel like we'll get kicked out or some shit like that. So I don't want to make an event and have people fly from interstate and then it'd be a huge disappointment for everyone. But I will do a podcast at the top of Mount Tambourine. Mark my words, it will be done. I will visit Mount Tambourine and um, and record how majestic it is there. was thinking if it actually is a mountain. I haven't done a lot of research still, but I do want to recreate the first scene of The Lion King where uh, the, the monkey bloke holds up Simba and the circle of life is playing. I do want to do that with my tambourine. And um, so, yeah, maybe that could be some uh, content that gets done at the top. If you have any other ideas for our tambourine or Mount Tambourine, let me know. Uh, shoot me a message uh, on Instagram, whatever. and um, Or knock me up on the uh, Nokia. That'd be cool. And, uh, yeah, guys, it's bloody happening. Uh, the shows are going awesome. Um, we'll be back with another big podcast next week. Sorry, I just, like... This week has been an absolute blur. I slept for 14 hours last night, and um, then I'm, then I'm going to get back on the content train. We're going to be pumping it out. 
So I appreciate you guys being along for the ride. This stuff's getting even bigger. Every week we do it. So uh, keep telling your friends if you like the podcast, if you enjoy um, the reflections of the fair pigmented uh, chum. I really appreciate that. Leave a review on iTunes. Bloody follow us on Instagram at Memoirs of a White Guy. Join the Facebook group Memoirs of a White Guy podcast, which you can find on my page. Get amongst it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep this show building and growing. And uh, thank you all very much. Have a good week. Shoot me some correspondence regarding the live podcast. And uh, yeah, get tickets to the Brisbane show, uh, the comedy special. It's going to be awesome. I need to think of a name for the comedy special this week. So hey, have you got any suggestions? I still don't know what I'm going to call it because we need to call it something different from the tambourine tour. So if you got any suggestions of what I should call my uh, comedy special, then I'm very open to it. Shoot me a message or whatever. And um, yeah, that would be fun if you guys want to get involved. I do need to know what I'm going to call it. I think I have t- another 24 hours to decide before they pitch it to uh, all the networks and stuff on Wednesday. So yeah, it's an exciting time for me. Uh, it's really cool that you guys have been getting amongst it. The show is the best it's ever been. And I'm super pumped. Uh, to do the next shows, which are in a few weeks. Uh, Sunshine Coast, Brisbane Gold Coast, then Hobart is in May. So get down. I need to fill another like 200 seats or something. I haven't checked the ticket sales, but yeah, Brisbane, let's fill this theatre. Let's make it the best show of all fucking time, and I'll give you guys a ripper show. And uh, it would awesome to have you be there and bring all your friends. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Yeet! Oh, I regret that. Goodbye. <laughs>